it's time to sit back, relax, and grab a drink of wine or coffee. No one's judging because we know you're exhausted. Welcome to the 4 a.m. Mom Club. Welcome, Amy. We are doing a quick five-minute at 4 a.m. little feeding tube awareness bonus content here. We have Amy here today, and she is going to share a story about her feeding tube adventures. Just like we had we had Danielle on this week, and she I was also kind of her feeding tube sensei. And um, Amy and I at one point got coffee and I showed her how to use a feeding tube. So um, that was a lovely experience. We should get coffee when COVID isn't a thing. We should totally do that in person. Yeah. So we all have crazy stories. This one of yours is in my top five favorite feeding tube stories, though. And I am so grateful that you are willing to come on here and share. So please tell us your tubey experience. Sure. Happy to. So Miles received his feeding tube in January of 2020. So this was right before COVID hit. So August of that year, so we're still in our first year of navigating having a G-tube. One day, the end of the day, we see that there's red coming out around his tube site. So the first thing we do really quickly is look and see if it's on the outside, if it's just that the skin is irritated and we see that it's not, it's coming through the button. So the second thing you do is call Sue's. Right, right. <laughs> Freak out. And then of course, cause you're my YouTube person, I called you and I think then you like immediately FaceTimed me cause you were like, okay, uh-huh. we need to figure out like, what is this situation? There should so, not be redness coming out of a G-tube. Like that is not a thing. If you are listening and there is redness coming out of a G-tube, do not take that lightly. Right. Right. Okay. So we're like, okay, we're headed to the ER. Like we have to go get this figured out right now. I think, um, I think we called his GI and it was near the end of the day. And they said, if you think it's red, if this is blood coming out of the button, that it's not the skin around you need to be seen because it could possibly be something serious. So we head to the ER during COVID, mind you. So we already have that going on in the background. Fear, yeah. The fear um, and the busy ER. Mm -hmm. So we are thankfully seen relatively quickly in the ER. Um, they get him back and they say that they're not too worried just because it's not blood gushing out of the button, but it is red coming out. So they wanted to take a sample of it to see what it was. And that would help us figure out our next steps. And how was Miles behaving? Was he fine? Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of wondering what we're all freaking out about and why we're now in the ER. But I don't remember him being in pain or really uncomfortable, not extremely so. Anyway, so they test what's coming out of his button. After we're sitting there for a while, they come back and ask us if he's eaten anything red today. Um, Miles eats orally as well as getting food through his button. So we think back through it. And in fact, he had been eating strawberries earlier in the day. So they told us that the contents of his belly were just coming out of his button a little bit. So the red that we were seeing, which was in fact the color of blood, was in fact strawberries coming back out of his button a little bit. 
so we said, okay, thank you very much for taking care of us. In car. Um, and it was one of those situations where you kind of get a chuckle, but you're so tired and overwhelmed that like in the moment you can't really laugh, but okay. We did get a call later that night. So it was maybe at like 10 or 11 o'clock that night that they had run the sample through more thorough testing and they did find some blood in the sample. Um, so we did Do, feel did they or I, were they just telling you that at that point to make you feel a little bit better about strawberry jelly coming out of your kid's butt? Well, so so I hope not <laughs> that, that they could determine that this was a real need to run these tests. That they weren't just trying to pacify me and make me feel better as a parent about what had just happened. So the end result is yes, there was a little bit of blood that came out of his button, but probably the majority of it was strawberries that he had eaten earlier in the day. And the moral of the story is that so many of us go immediately to the, oh my gosh, the medical stuff, when it could be strawberries in the stomach. It yeah. could be. It could <laughs> be. Another moral is that we're all learning, right? That was our first year. Yes. Um, and so now I feel a lot more confident. We have not had that exact situation come up again, um, but you feel more confident. You kind of get in a groove later on. So. Yeah. You have your friends that you call at the beginning freaking out, and then later in the <laughs> you're that friend that other people call. So it all it's a circle. I think <laughs> that was one of my favorite texts from you going, It's strawberry. And I was like, I beg your pardon. You're like, right. it's strawberry. <laughs> I know, and my kids here we go. Susan. My kids don't take anything by mouth. So that was never a thought for me. Like, what else has gone into his right. body? So lesson has been learned. Do you have any advice for any moms who may be facing a feeding tube? Get it. Get the feeding <laughs> tube. Without a doubt, that is my advice. We were scared before Miles got his tube, but we had had over a year, maybe a year and a half or so of seeing the GI working on nutrition issues, and he just wasn't getting enough nutrition. He wasn't eating enough. After getting the tube, Miles is healthier. We're able to keep him hydrated. We give his medicine directly through his mm. tube. It has been life-changing. I'm completely serious in saying that. I have absolutely no hesitations about getting the tube. Whenever anyone asks me, that is my counsel to them, to get the tube. The level of fear that you had in the beginning, it does wean down, right? Like you can do this now in your sleep compared to where we were two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not a big deal at all. We give Miles his medicine in the middle of the night, and so he sleeps on his belly. So we just flip him over, put his medicine in his button, flip him back over. He keeps sleeping. Um, he gets meals three times a day, and it's just a part of our life now. I'm talking on the phone. I hook his belly up. I change his button when needed. Like it's all. It's just another thing that we do now. We had to get there. But- just but in the beginning, it is terrifying and it is okay if you are terrified because we were all terrified yep. in the beginning. So don't think that we're these superheroes that can change buttons and feed our kids magically. It took us a while to get here. Absolutely. It's a progression um, and it is scary. It's a lot. It's a big medical decision to make, but it was one of the best things that we've ever done for Miles and it just becomes a part of the care after a while. It took us strawberries in the ER to get comfortable, though. <laughs> that, 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 the point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. Sure thing.